Hello, and thank you for jumping on to another episode of Steelers To Go, your daily to-go cup of Pittsburgh Steelers news and analysis. I'm Noah Strackby, and find us on YouTube.com slash Talk or anywhere you get your podcast. The Pittsburgh Steelers are heading into week two of OTAs, and there's a couple of things that you want to watch for, a couple of things that I will have my eye on while I'm in Southside, making the way back from Jessup as of today. I hope everybody enjoys or is enjoying their holiday weekend. I spent it up here, suburbs of Scranton, Pennsylvania, where uh, my parents still live, enjoying the greatest Italian festival of all time, St. Ubaldo Day. If you don't know what that is, take some time, Google it. I highly recommend it because it's crazy. It's something you won't believe. I'm telling you, every time I tell some somebody or people about St. Ubaldo Day, they never, they never believe that it's this crazy, but it is. It is. It's the best Italian festival in the country, I believe. I haven't t- checked out a bunch of them, but it's something that if you ever get to experience, you should. A little small town of Jessup, Pennsylvania. But I'm heading back to Pittsburgh. I'm about to check out Southside for the next three days because the Pittsburgh Steelers return to UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. Plenty of headlines. It was a very eventful week one. We've already talked about how Chase Claypool is making moves to the inside, how George Pickens looks like a stud, how Kenny Pickett and Mitchell Trubisky are the true battle for quarterback one, but rightfully, Mitchell Trubisky is the guy to watch as of right now. So what are we moving on to? What are we looking for in week two? There's a couple of things. For one, it is the quarterback battle. Right now, it's Mitchell Trubisky's job, and it's his job to lose. But Mason Rudolph said something very interesting in week one. And that is that he expects to get first team reps at some point during OTAs and during minicamps. So is it Mitchell Trubisky's job to lose and one that he's going to remain the QB one in? Or are the Pittsburgh Steelers going to switch it up much like they've done in years past with the backup battles with Josh Dobbs, Mason Rudolph, Dwayne Haskins last season. At some point, we expected to see Kenny Pickett taking team one reps. At some point, we expected to see Mason Rudolph taking team one reps. Then we heard from Kevin Dotson. Then we heard from Mason Cole. Then we heard from Trubisky himself saying, I'm the QB one until proven otherwise, like many expected, but we didn't expect it to be so set in stone right now. Mason expects to at some point to see a switch up. I think that switch up will even either come in week two of OTAs or it won't come at all. Because if you're going to go through all of OTAs with Mitch as your number one, and then you're going to switch it up in minicamp, it just seems unlogical. It should be Mitch got week one, maybe Mason gets week two. But if Mitch is there for week two again, I think that really says that Mike Tomlin, that Matt Canada, and that Mike Sullivan all believe that Mitch is the guy right now. And By that, I don't mean it's his job to lose. I mean, Mitch is the guy, unless somebody really balls out and shows, hey, maybe I should have my opportunity to work with the ones. It'll also show, chances are in the preseason, there's not going to be much, oh, he's going to start this game, he's going to start the next. In training camp, there's not going to be much, we're going to be switching up on a daily basis like we were last year on who's taking reps with who. It's going to be Mitchell Trubisky's gaining chemistry, building connections with his starting wide receivers because that's what the Pittsburgh Steelers want. That's what I expect in week two. It's a big it's a big storyline to watch, even if it is very small. Number two, who's showing up? Is Deontay Johnson going to wait until mandatory minicamp? 
is Stefan Tuitt making a return because Cam Hayward, for the first time, felt like somebody that I believed. It's been a year now that I have had to hear Cam Hayward, Mike Tomlin, everybody else talk about how the Pittsburgh Steelers expect Stefan Tuitt to be around. For the first time ever, I believed Cam Hayward when he said it. And, you know, as we continue to say, if Stefan Tuitt never wants to play football again, that's totally fine. I get it. It's a tragic loss and something that, you know, I hope every day he is getting better from. It's something that's going to affect him for the rest of his life. And that's something that you have to remember. At the end of the day, we're human. And football is something that takes you away from your family for most of the year. It is something that you have to dedicate 100% of your efforts towards. It's not something that's easy. It's not like waking up and going to your nine to five every day after a tragedy. This is something that you have to leave your loved ones behind for. And if he doesn't want to do that anymore, that's okay. That's, that is okay. Full support should be from everybody. If he is going to show up, now is going to be the time. Either week two OTAs or week one of minicamp. Because the Pittsburgh Steelers can't be sitting around waiting much longer than that before they start to look at it and say, DeMarvin Leal needs to take on a bigger role. we got to start preparing Isaiah Loudermilk a little bit more. And Chris Wormley, who right now is not healthy, needs to get healthy so that we can see what our defensive line looks like. That way they could assess if they need to add depth. This is a big week for Stephon it. I think many of us didn't expect him to show up in week one of OTAs. That being said... If he comes back in week two, I think for one, it's going to make major headlines, but it allows the Pittsburgh Steelers to have a week to work with him without much pressure. You know, once minicamp starts, that's when football seems to begin. That's when everything that the team wants to look for begins to happen. Right now, it's just helmets and shorts, nothing crazy, and it's just an introductory period. Again, that's what minicamp is, but maybe in a more extensive way. One week to see if Stefan Tuitt's in football shape, to see how much effort they need to put into him, and to see how much a year off is going to affect him is going to be huge. Huge and needed. I think at this point, any time that you could get with Stefan Tuitt is a bonus and something that the Steelers should hope for heading into week two. The other one's Deontay Johnson, which truthfully, I didn't expect to show up at OTAs until... The reports came out that he was supposed to hold a youth football camp the day before OTA started, which to me said, oh, Deontay Johnson's coming to OTAs. Didn't show up. Chase Claypool said it's no big deal. Truthfully, it is no big deal. Deontay Johnson's going to make $3 million this year. It's less than some college-wide receivers, and he's worth probably north of $20 million a year right now. To not show up during a voluntary period is totally fine. It's it's rightful, and you can't not respect it. You might not have to agree with it, but you can't look at it and say he's doing the wrong thing. He's making the wrong decisions. He's not. Deontay Johnson is working wherever he is. That being said, if he shows up, that's huge because as we pointed out in all Steelers talk the other day, the more George Pickens shines – the more Deontay Johnson's value in Pittsburgh decreases because Pickens could be the guy that plays X. Pickens has that route running ability. He has the ability to be the new Deontay Johnson. Now, he's not as good as Deontay Johnson. and Deontay Johnson's value in Pittsburgh is very high. He knows it's very high. But Pickens will show them that 
Deontay Johnson can be replaced if they need to replace him in a year. It's a lot of pressure to take off the Pittsburgh Steelers and a lot more pressure to put on Deontay Johnson's contract. I hope that Deontay gets paid. Do I expect it to be in Pittsburgh? Honestly, no. But the longer he sits out, the less the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to look at him like somebody they need to keep. Not because he's sitting out, but because of how good George Pickens is. That's something Deontay needs to take into consideration. And showing up in week two would be a big bonus to show everybody, hey, I am just as good as everybody remembers I am. And everybody's got to get over some stuff and some drops that are holding them back from not signing me. Those are the big two. Moving on to the defensive side of the ball, there's obvious questions pretty much everywhere, but they looked really good in week one. And I think it starts with the secondary. For one, Akello Witherspoon needs to be the stud. And right now he looks like he's got all the swagger in helmets and shorts that he's had the last six, seven weeks of the regular season for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Levi Wallace is a dog and he's a true-blooded dog and he's been one his entire career. That's continuing. Both of them seem to work on the outside while Arthur Millette and Cam Sutton were working on the inside. DeMonte KZ was a Swiss Army knife and Trey Norwood was sticking to safety. Those are all pieces to watch because the Pittsburgh Steelers love their versatility. They love their guys that can play multiple positions, and they have about four or five of them on the defensive in the defensive backfield that are capable of doing that. You have to see where they mesh. The Steelers don't want a bunch of guys that don't have solidified roles in this defense. Even when Cam Sutton was moving all over the place, he had his role on the defense. Trey Norwood is a guy that they thought was going to be the new Cam Sutton. Maybe he's just the new backup safety. DeMonte KZ might be the new Cam Sutton, and Arthur Millette and Cam Sutton might be the new Mike Hiltons. There's a lot to watch, a lot that could impact moving forward, but stuff that right now looks like the grouping for what could be the best secondary the Steelers have seen in quite some time. Replacing Joe Hayden is super hard. They might have did it, and they might have did it well. Then there's Miles Jack and Devin Bush. Both of them looked good in week one. Miles Jack looks much more comfortable than Joe Schobert did coming into the Pittsburgh Steelers. And granted, it was later into the summer, but still. Miles Jack looks like a guy that's working well in the defense, and he's working well with Brian Flores, who might be the bigger impact this week. He was there for one day last week for reasons we don't really know. Chances are he was at an owner's meeting or the annual league meetings. He needs to be there for a whole week, which I expect him to be. He and his presence for a whole week can really change what the inside linebackers are doing, what the defensive line's doing, and even what the whole defense as a whole is doing. Flores has an impact. He's a guy that we've talked time and time again. His resume is three times as good as what he's being paid to do. He could be a defensive coordinator. He could be a head coach and a successful one, as he's proven. To be there and to work with Devin Bush, Miles Jack, and Buddy Johnson, who shined a little bit in week one, are names that could take off. And they could take off early. And I think what we see from Brian Flores and what we see from that group in particular is only going to grow as we move forward. That's a position to watch. But that's a position to watch every single day because last year it was one of the biggest holes on the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense. This year, it has the potential to be an absolute game changer for the entire team. All because of Flores, all because of Miles Jack, and all because of the 
hopefully resurgence of Devin Bush. And finally, the offensive line. We know about one position battle. Left guard, Kevin Dotson versus Kendrick Green. I can tell you this. I walked into the locker room last week, the last day of OTAs in week one. Kendrick Green looked upset. I couldn't tell you why. And truthfully, I don't even know if he really was. But he looked like it. And I wasn't the only one who said something about it. Maybe it was because he wasn't getting his reps with the first team. Maybe it was because he didn't have a good day at practice. Maybe it was because he got scolded for something. Maybe something off the field happened. I have no idea. It's all speculation. But I can tell you that he looked aggravated. And I think something, if I had to guess, coming off of football practice, it was something to do with his on-the-field performance. I would like to see Kendrick Green get a shot at the starting job. I would like to see what he can do with the first-team reps. And I know that OTAs is nothing. But I want to know how much of an open competition this left guard is. Is it just Kevin Dotson's spot and Kendrick Green has to come in and beat it, just like Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph have to come in and beat Mitchell Trubisky? Or is this a true blue-blooded position battle at left guard between two guys that the Pittsburgh Steelers believe can be starters? That's a big question, one that it won't get answered this week. But we'll know how convinced the Steelers are in Kevin Dotson with how they run their rotation in week two of OTAs. Because just like the quarterback position, if Mitchell Trubisky is the only guy taking first team reps, if Kevin Dotson's the only guy taking first team reps, then you have to look at it and say, Kendrick Green's fighting from the ground up. It's not a good place to be, but that's what the Pittsburgh Steelers are doing. And truthfully, if it makes them believe that that's their best chance to get this offensive line meshing, that's okay. I just want to know how the position battle works and how they look in week two of OTAs.